good morning. Welcome back to Chop for Time. I'm Devin. I'm here with Ben and Sean and Thomas. And we want to thank you for joining us as we look at this uh, seventh series, I believe, of looking at being led in the Spirit or by the Spirit. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit about yesterday's message. But first thing we're going to do is start off with prayer. Uh, Thomas, would you open us up this morning? Sure. Uh, Father, thank you for uh, an opportunity to get together to discuss your word. And Lord, thank you for RT coming to our church to, to share yesterday. And we pray that you, um, you guide this conversation and that we are sensitive to what it is that you want us to talk about. In your name we pray. Thank you for joining us. If you haven't already, Please subscribe, hit that like button and the notification so that you can get notifications earlier. And we're going to move on. If you missed it yesterday, we encourage you to watch the message that R.T. Kendall came and preached. It was powerful on being sensitive. He had four S's yesterday. We're going to look at those a little bit. But I'm going to turn it over to um, as we're going to go and do a recap, first of all, just kind of what, what you heard from yesterday, Ben. Yeah, he his title for, for yesterday was Sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be talking about sensitivity to the Holy Spirit a little bit later, which he alluded to a couple times. Uh, didn't take away from the importance of that, but he really spent a lot of time uh, talking about the sensitivity of the person of the Holy Spirit. Came out of Acts chapter 3. Um, he read, I think, around the first 17 verses. It's the account of uh, the beggar at the gate, beautiful, with Peter and John going to, uh, you know, into the temple to pray. And how, you know, the kind of the famous scripture of, you know, silver and gold, have I not, but that that I do give, I give to you freely now in the, you know, rise and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Um, and he talked about, because we left off the previous Sunday, we examined Ephesians 430, you know, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God with whom you're sealed until the day of redemption. He really focused in on that the grieving or the ungrieved holy spirit uh, in our lives and he you know he mentioned uh you know the the four s's he talked about the strategy he talked about the surprise he talked about the sovereignty of god and i'm missing the fourth one because uh, i went out of order what was what was the second one that he mentioned um i have it right here okay so it was the sovereignty yes the sensitivity surprise okay. and strategy yes so the sensitivity um and really just challenged i think the way that i was challenged in the the main not the main takeaway but he was talking about the ungrieved spirit in peter the ungrieved spirit in john yes. um recognizing and the holy spirit was able to to flow and move through them in that moment mm. Uh, and really a, a powerful message. I was getting text messages you know, throughout the day. I had conversations throughout the day yesterday. Just like, uh, yeah, I had one guy, one of my you know, closer friends went, hey, man, thanks for giving him the prep talk on what was going on in my life. That way he knew how to preach exactly to me. And I was like, yep, that's what I did with my time with him. I, I just said, okay, there's this one guy. There's this one guy that uh, is going to be there tomorrow. But uh, what what an awesome just service! Yeah. I mean, praise and worship was just amazing. You guys, I mean, you played the guitar. It was just amazing yesterday, and um, 
you know, the, the response at the end, there was 40, 50 some people standing up and, wow. um, I just, I had four conversations throughout the day yesterday of people who had prayed that prayer for the first time. They'd given their heart to the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, and we, you know, we talked, we, you know, said, Hey, here's, here's what we do next. Here's what happens. Here's, here's this life that you're on now. And, you know, at the end I said, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, make sure you come up and talk to us, um, uh, so there was some that did talk to me afterwards, but if you're watching by some chance and uh, you prayed that prayer at the end, um, you know, please let us know. There's some next steps we want to talk to you about and some things about obedient, being obedient to Christ that uh, is really, really important yeah. that uh, reach out to us. Let me know for sure. Amen. Yeah. Well, let's move on and do some recap uh, or just not recap, but let's do some takeaways. Yeah. We're going to start off with uh, Sean. Let's do, we'll go around. Yeah, I think my takeaway was... Um, when he was talking about grieving the Holy Spirit, I didn't know what grieving meant. I think I had the the wrong idea, like hurting the Holy Spirit's feelings. That's like such a crazy thing to wrap your head around. But I think one thing that helped soothe my mind was, you know, if you do hurt the Holy Spirit's feelings, you're not out. It just makes it a whole heck of a lot tougher to recognize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, um, I yeah I similar similar vein, um, but just that like explanation of that feeling when you have that dove and shoulder and you know it and you you've got that that sense of calm that sense of peace that sense of like inspiration you know yeah. with the, with the Holy Spirit's presence on you and then you know that evening it's just gone. And, and why and it's like why is it gone and he was sort of like well you know did you were you bitter going down the road were you angry did, are you are you you know harboring unforgiveness in your heart it's like these sorts of things do grieve the holy spirit and that that level of intensity of his presence will will, will go but yeah i mean he was very clear to clarify we're not talking about salvation here we're talking about um like an an intimacy with the spirit that i thought i, I just thought that was a really good explanation because i think everybody's experience that in some capacity where you know you just feel hyped up for jesus and it's like and then all of a sudden it's just gone you just sort you just sort of notice all of a sudden it's gone mm-hmm. um and uh, that that explanation is to as a potential reason as to why i just thought it was really good amen good stuff yeah uh, for myself it was a couple things i love the you know sensitivity of the holy spirit you know just how when you're in that moment that was already been alluded to here is how wonderful you feel. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're not feeling like that, you know, and where, what happened? And ex- you know, I think that's that part of process of self-examination. The other thing that stood out to me was in just that he really kind of did not hold up prayer meeting as the epitome of everything. You know, I mean, it's love that, that, that Peter and John didn't make it to the prayer meeting because they were sensitive to the Holy Spirit and how some people would have reacted wrongly to that because uh, the, you know, their spirituality is in their church meeting or mm-hmm. their prayer meeting or their, you know, and if you're not there, you're unspiritual. You know, yeah. it's the kind of same thing, the abuse of the gifts mm-hmm. 
the abuse of power, you know, those not being sensitive to the Spirit. And I love that he said, when you're sensitive to the Spirit, it doesn't mean you get to miss church because you're being sensitive to the Spirit all the time. It's just that God might lead you someplace else. Yeah. You might be driving down the road and you see somebody over there and the Holy Spirit says, stop the car and get out and minister to him. And, you know, hey, that could take an act of courage for some people. That oh, yeah. could be being sensitive to the Spirit. And all of a sudden, that person gets saved. You bring him someplace. I don't know what God's going to do. But that was so cool to me that he put that as an aspect out there. Rather than, hey, it's my religion. I'm here. I have to go to church no matter what. Nothing can stop me. I'm going. You know, and that's not a bad thing to have. I'm going to church. But being sensitive to the Spirit is even more golden than, hey, I got to make it to this meeting or my religious ceremony. Mm -hmm. So I really, that stood out to me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, I think one of the main takeaways that I had, I loved how when he were, he was talking about the, the sensing of the Holy Spirit in our lives, like when we can almost tangibly feel, um, the Holy Spirit's presence, it's not always in the crazy, out there, mystical, uh, unexplainable kind of things. Mm -hmm. you know, he, he was talking about there's a peace that happens. There's a comfort that happens. There's just this. <sighs> yes. And then how he was talking about trying to prepare the sermon uh, when he and his wife had gotten into an argument mm. and there was like literally nothing. He was just staring at a Bible and a blank sheet of paper and there was no inspiration. I loved how he took, and it's not saying that those more fantastical things don't happen. They do. They can. We see them in the Bible. Yes. But also those things that we may take for granted that we don't always attribute to the Holy Spirit's inspiration in our lives and that that inward working in our beings, um, just that that time when maybe the peace is absent. Yeah. M maybe there's some grieving going on. Maybe there's something happening, uh, and I just really appreciated that because when we start looking at being led by the Holy Spirit, uh, and what we're going to be talking about is being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. When you're looking for direction, or you're looking for comfort, or you're looking for any type of insight and you don't have that awareness of the presence, then that can be kind of a really difficult place to be. Yes. And while he took the majority of his message and talked about sensitivity of the Holy Spirit, I, I think it would be good for us to talk a little bit about the sensitivity to Excellent. the Holy Spirit. Because Peter and John, they were sensitive to mm -hmm. in Acts chapter 3. And, and I think there's a couple other instances in the book of Acts of where we see an account of someone being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is was doing in their lives and leading them. And the first one of that is Acts chapter 21. And I'd like to read a, a passage of that. And this is Paul uh, getting ready to go to Jerusalem. He's making plans to go to Jerusalem. Uh, and he's getting a little pushback from the believers around him, starting with verse 11, uh, chapter 21 of Acts says, And coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing? Weeping and breaking my heart? 
For I am ready not only to be in prison, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, let the will of the Lord be done. Mm. I mean, here you've got Paul, who's going to Jerusalem, and everyone around him. I mean, Luke, who's writing the book of Acts, who's recording this, was part of that. Yes. Saying, like, listen, we tried to urge him. We did everything. Like, a guy even bound them with his belt. Right. And said, this is the destiny of the, the one who goes on this mission. And Paul was like, what are you doing? Right. Like, listen, God's Holy Spirit is leading me there. It doesn't matter what my fate is when I get there. I got, I got chills just talking about mm-hmm. this, man. It's like it just it doesn't matter what the outcome is. Right. To live as Christ, to die as gain. He's like, I'm, I'm going. And they were just like, okay. That's he was good. just being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit was, was doing in his life. And, you know, one thing that stands out for me, we'll go around and do a takeaway from that. But, uh, you know, the thing that stands out for me there is the person that came and took Paul's belt. The Bible said specifically, he said, by the Holy Spirit. I mean, I would have took that aside and saying, no, I'm not supposed to go. You know, that would have been right. me right there. Yeah, you're right. This, that's what the Holy Spirit saying. You know, and I just love that even though the Holy Spirit was prophesying of what was going to happen through this man, um, it didn't deter, you know, Paul, because that, that's a big thing. He was mm-hmm. still going, yeah. still going. In this life, you will have troubles. That's right. Yeah, you will be persecuted. Amen. Thomas, what about you, brother? Yeah, I, 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 the interesting part of this is obviously with him being told by other people that this is a dumb idea, <laughs> you know, and, and him, and maybe this isn't quite the right way to articulate this, but him going against the church mm-hmm. in a sense, but following Christ first, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, I'm not saying, well, we should just ignore any and all church leadership. Obviously, it's a little different for him because he's in church leadership, but but there is, it, it is important for us to remember that our, our directions come from Christ, not from the church. Yeah. Like, ideally, the church hears the direction from Christ and puts that forward to the congregation, but our ultimate authority is Jesus. And, you know, there are, there's a lot of pastors out there that are probably misleading people. Um, and where there's a lot of churches that might not be going the right direction and people are going along because they think, well, if the church is going that way, then that's the right way to go. And sometimes we have to be sensitive to the spirit to even correct a church or to, to go a different direction. And that's, that's like a bolder thing to do than just, you know, uh, starting a house church or to to go and buy this person dinner or to pray for this person or whatever it might be like he's saying n- no to a whole group of people and but saying yes to jesus in in a good way that's kind of like a weird i mean it's kind of i feel like that's a fine line do you know what i mean to yeah. to in the inner workings of a church yeah to to say no to the congregation and to press forward because of how this Spirit is moving you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you want to say anything to that. As yeah, a pastor, yeah. But. As as a pastor, that, that is an incredibly fine line sure. to walk. Um, but I understand better than anyone the level of my fallibility mm. and my flaws. Uh, and what happens is, like on any given Sunday morning that I'm preaching, I am hyper aware of the fact that I am handling a perfect word. 
Mm. Like I have the perfect word that I am trying to exposit and articulate and communicate to a group of people to the very best of my ability. The problem is, is this perfect word is sometimes, well, all the time processed through an imperfect vessel. But there are times that the perfect word comes through this imperfect vessel and we unintentionally don't get it completely right. And that's why it's so important for me and a value for me as a pastor, for everyone who hears my voice, to say, search this out for yourself. Mm. Don't take my word 100% as like, oh, okay, well, there's no research, no study needed. Pastor said this. And it comes with the same with church leadership. You know, it's like we are a group of fallible people. Yes. Trying to handle to the best of our ability things that are coming from an infallible God. Mm. Uh, and there are times that, I mean, in my past that people have looked at me, I'm going, you know, I'm not convinced that um, that this is the will of the Lord. And they're like, well, I am. I'm truly convinced. I'm like, that's what you go with. You know, because ultimately at the end of the day, your relationship with God uh, and that leading of Holy Spirit in your life is is what dictates what you do. Amen. Yeah. And, and this is obviously different to just... You know, this isn't a saying we want your opinion on every single thing will dictate the direction of the church. Like we're not right. You know, there's right, there's yeah. a very clear line between like um, <laughs> uh, trying to be controlling in a church setting and trying to help the direction of the spirit. You know, that's that's, yeah. that's just something I know. It was just what was coming to my mind, but I wanted to to make sure that it was dealt with carefully because church leadership is important and. Church direction is important, but also, you know, there is a role as every for everyone in the church to, to like you were saying, hear a message, but make sure that it's correct mm-hmm. through through the word and all this kind of stuff. So, but no, I, I appreciate your input there. I thought that was well, I, you know, and I, I feel that must be said here too. On the other hand, somebody who says I feel that God's leading me to move in with this woman. Um, uh, you know, and it's outside of the bounds that God has created for a relationship, whatever that looks like, yeah. um, who, whatever partner it is. And if it's against the, the will of God, then that is not the leading of the Spirit. Yeah. At that point, you'd listen to the church and hear the counsel, because if it's against the Word of God, the Spirit is not going to lead you against the Word of God. And that's so important, because some people will say, I mean, we've all heard it, I really feel God is leading me this way, Brother Devin. Mm-hmm. No, he's not leading you that yeah. way. I think the uh, appropriate response in that is, ask again. Amen. That's that's mine. Is like I mean, uh, that that's such a great point. If it, uh, if you and the Word of God differ, understand that if there's a difference there, um, you're wrong. Amen. And he's right. Yeah, that was something that he said yesterday that I just thought was fantastic. Was that. The Holy Spirit doesn't change the rules for anyone. Yes. Like not yeah. a single person, the rules don't change. Uh, and the rules are, if he says it, it, it goes. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah. Like, don't like it? Sorry. Uh, yeah, which, which is fun. You know, like, you know, he cares about our feelings, obviously, but it's not going to change morality yeah. <laughs> as yeah. a whole, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've had so many teenagers be like, well, God told me it's okay for me to date this person. It's like, they're outright against Christianity and they hate God with all their heart. I don't I, I don't <laughs> think that's true. You know, ask again. Yeah. Yeah. Sean. Brother Yeah. Um 
I think what I like about this passage is the the other um, church leaders tried to hold Paul back, but when even like what you said, using the Holy Spirit, like you know, this is what's going to happen if you go over there. And once they saw how sure Paul was about it, um, and how passionate he was, I think them letting him go was just awesome. You know, they realized like he's going to go do the work that he's supposed to do, the work that he's called to do, you know. Let the will of the Lord be done. They were sensitive at that point. They stepped into the sensitive of the Spirit. That's a great point, Sean. Good stuff. Okay, well, we do have another passage um, to look at, Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 10. Kind of a different aspect in this one. It says, Now when they had gone through Phrygia and to the regions of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. They come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he'd seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So a different sensitivity in this time. Let's uh, why don't we start, Ben? Why don't you start with that one? Yeah, I, I love the um, and we talked about this a little bit beforehand. I, I love um, the polar opposites here of these passages we're reading. Like in the first one, Acts 21, it was somewhere that they didn't necessarily want to go, you know, and but went anyhow. What you just read was Paul was really wanting to go into Asia, mm-hmm. but the Holy Spirit said, No, you need to go to Galatia. And that's uh, it's just a beautiful picture of being willing to yield yeah. to the Holy Spirit, no matter what the desires of our heart are. Amen. Sean, yeah, um, kind of the same. What I like is how he, how uh, Paul was um, was prevented to entering Asia once, and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll, you know wrap around and try to go in this way and he goes prevent it again you're like okay what do you what do you what do you want me to do here i yeah. i get it amen good stuff thomas yeah i um i had a thought it just it just just gone somewhere um the thing i, th- I think like whenever he says whenever we hear like in a passage that says Spirit didn't permit them to go share the gospel here. There's a little bit of, I think a lot of us that are like, why? Yeah. Like, I think, which is an important question, you know, like, well, if the gospel is so good, why would you not want to share it there? Right. You know, well, surely we're told to take it everywhere. So like, like Jesus said, go into the ends of the earth. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was, it's one of those things that always uh, I've been wrestling with. And Sean and I have been listening to a lot of stuff on predestination free will just in our spare time because it's fun. Uh, light reading uh, like kind light of stuff, reading. yeah. <laughs> but um, there's a guy, William Lane Craig, he's he's a proponent of something called Molinism. Never heard of that. It's not important right now. But he, he talks a lot about like this idea that God knows ahead of time what we freely would do and therefore can can direct the course of human history knowing how people respond so clearly in that in this moment it wasn't the right time for people to hear um it, the the gospel in asia i don't know if that's their receptiveness wouldn't have been there and and where is the receptiveness of people in in is it galatia or macedonia where was one galatia galatia yeah. um all that kind of stuff like 
they they were at that point and and god knowing everything being all sovereign all powerful and totally in control know, knows where to direct the course of human history which is just i mean i think it's just a cool way of seeing god as this sort of um uh like as sovereignly in control mm. but but using fallible people mm -hmm to direct his will which is just a crazy thought yeah you know um but yeah and that's something that that rt said yesterday as well it's like it's it's not you know um god has a timing you know for the healing of that that man in, in the story that he talked about yesterday um there was a timing and there's a purpose and there's a reason behind everything just because we don't see it doesn't mean that it it's not there you know just because it, on the surface, it looks like, well, maybe God just hated the people in Asia and didn't want them to hear the gospel. No, it's just there was a there was a reason, there was a timing, there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we don't see, and there was something going on in Galatia that had to be had to be preached to, which I just think is a really cool way of seeing God's character yeah. um, um, in leading that. I mean, I think what stands out for me in this passage is that He didn't get it the first attempt. You know, when he's sensitive to the Spirit, you think, oh, I'm going to just walk, and man, the Lord's just going to tell me left and right, and I'm just going to be perfect and all. He didn't get it, you know, he, you know, and, and you kind of alluded to that, you know, he, he didn't get it first. He, well, I can't go this way, let's go around the other way. It took him a couple tries, right, you know, to figure out, oh, this is what God wants. And I just love that, because God is so gentle and patient with us in the leading of His Spirit, is, hey, sometimes I'm not going to get it right. I'm going to still try to do what I want to do, because that's what I'm going to focus on, I'm a focus-driven person, and we're moving towards this point B, so we're going to get there. And God's like, no, you know? And so I just love that God's patient with me. He's willing to, you know, say, no, 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 you're not going that way. Come on, no, you're not going that way either, you know? It's just like my daughter, I don't know, you can't do that. And sometimes I have to tell her 10 or 12 times, whatever it is, you know, finally she'll be like, oh, dad doesn't want me to do that. But so I think those are important. And I just love how, how sensitive God is towards us even, mm -hmm. you know, hey, he isn't got it yet. We've got to help him not yeah. again. So kind of stood out. Um, we do have one more passage, correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Galatians 5, talk about Paul going to Galatians. Galatians 5 verse 16, I think just really kind of sums it up very nicely here. But I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Mm. Just the importance, because we all battle that flesh versus spirit battle, that, the things that, you know, Paul in Romans chapter 7, the mm. things that I want to do, I find myself not doing, the things that I don't want to do, those are the things that I find myself doing. Oh, wretched man am I, who mm. shall save me from this body of death? Mm. Um, right there, it's walking sensitive in our walk with Christ, being sensitive to his Holy Spirit, the leading, the guiding, and the directing in our lives. Amen. Kind of that, that picture that, you know, we talked about as, you know, the, the Spirit leaving and coming in there, the sensitivity of, you know, understanding. Here's Paul, and, and you just quoted Romans chapter 7, mm -hmm. where he says, I don't do those things. This man that wrote, you know, 13 books of the Bible, mm -hmm. Um, you know, his, his learn, learning to walk in the Spirit. It's not something he just said, some magical thing that God just said, oh, you know, this is something he experienced. Yeah. Yeah. To not fulfill the lust of the flesh, to not gratify those things, because, hey, he wants us to lead us outside, contrary to the will of God. Right. Um, Thomas? I mean, uh, Thomas, I'll look at Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't sure which one you were going for. Sean uh, that's like, a trick thing. The no-look pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
the the thing that was actually coming to my mind was almost more of the back of what you just said a moment ago, like in 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 how the spirit directs us. Sometimes it's not comfortable, right, and it's not easy, and sometimes we're scolded and told off in our getting it wrong. You know, like you were saying, like, well, no, 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 don't go this way. That's not the right way. Fix it and go back here. But and it, you know, uh, we're going through Hebrews and and uh, in Hebrews twelve six it says because the Lord disciplines the one who he loves and he chastises everyone he accepts as his son and i think that's a really important part of our sensitivity to the spirit um is also uh is is also applicable in the moments where this is happening <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know we need to be aware whenever the spirit's like hey you messed up this isn't this was not the right way um things are going to be hard because of that like you've got consequences because of these actions so next time let's know <laughs> we got to go this way and yeah. and it's it's a teaching role it's not just uh, some authoritative like uh directive that we can't do anything about you know because we can make mistakes when we do make mistakes and that's the whole thing of us being infallible um but all of this is for our good you know, like being sensitive to the spirit and following his direction, even when it doesn't make sense, is a good thing. Um, and it just, it takes a lot of work for us to get there. It's kind of, I don't know if that's really connected to that yeah, passage, but it's where my mind went. Good stuff. Sean? Yeah. Um, I think when I read this, like when we when we do cave into our sinful natures, um, have I just kind of go back to grieving the Holy Spirit with the, with the dove leaving our shoulder. Yes. And... It's not losing salvation. It's we're losing the power, not the power of the Holy Spirit, but we're losing his guidance. Yes. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to step back. I'm going to let you try to figure out where you're wanting to go. And then when you're ready for me to come back, you just, you can, you, you let me know. Amen. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like a, it, it kind of makes me think of like, you know, uh, a parent when you're learning to ride a bike, you're like, okay, well, you don't need training wheels anymore. Let me let go of you and see if you can balance yeah. for a little bit. You know, right. um, you know. Let me see how far you can go without me. And if you need me, you know, I'm I'm right there. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um. Well, man, been a wonderful joy. Any final thoughts, Pastor? Find out what grieves the Holy Spirit. Spend the rest of your life not doing that. Oh, amen. I love that. That you know, that's a piece of advice he was talking about. He had given a younger pastor at one point, and that was one of the things that, as I sat at the dinner table with him one time, he I was asking him advice, and he gave that same advice to me. You know, find out what grieves the Holy Spirit, and don't do it. It's powerful. We could live by that one. Yeah, amen. Amen. And that is right there. So, um, amen. We want to thank you so much for joining us once again. Please, again, if you haven't, please hit that subscribe button, that like button. Um, if you have any comments or questions, please type them in below, and we will uh, try to answer those to the best of our ability. If you want to reach out to us, we can reach at FCCGrayson.com, or you could just look us up online and give us a call. If you don't have a home church, we invite you to come participate and grow together as we learn to to walk in the Spirit as uh, we're seeking to do so. Thank you again for joining us. Let's close out in a word of prayer. Sean, would you close out, right? Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for just bringing us here. I just pray that um, as we go out through the week, Lord, we can just um, be mindful of your Spirit and where it's leading us. Um, Lord, I pray that um, you're with us always and you're just always guiding us. Let's hear your prayer. Amen.